0: Hare Krishna, I welcome all to Everyday Chant Harinam conference call. Today we are very fortunate to have His Grace Ramgiridari Das Prabhu from Mumbai, India to enlighten us on verse 5, chapter 20 of Canto 5. Uh, Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada Guru Maharaj. Uh, please take over the call whenever you are ready, Prabhuji.
1: Hare Krishna, Dandavats, all worship
0: Thank you so much for
1: um, you know having me in this call. <coughs> uh, we will um, chant some invocation prayer and then we will get going with our reading and discussion. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskrityam Naram Jaivanarottamam Deviam Saraswatyam Vyasam Tato Jayam Udirayet Ashtaprayeshwabagreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati uttamashloke Bhakti Bhaktir Bhavati Naishthiki Pratnasya Vishnu Rupam Yet kes yartasya brahmana amrtasya cha mrtyoscha suryam translation and purport by his divine grace ac bhakti vedanta samasta pravopa shlopa ki jay translation this is the mantra by which the inhabitants of Plakshadvipa worship the supreme lord let us take shelter of the sun god is a reflection of Lord Vishnu the all expanding supreme personality of God the oldest of all persons Vishnu is the only worshipable Lord he is the Veda, he is religion and he is the origin of all auspicious and inauspicious results purport Lord Vishnu is even the supreme Lord of death as confirmed in bhagavad gita sarva haras chaham there are two kinds of activity auspicious and inauspicious and both are controlled by lord vishnu inauspicious activities are said to be behind lord vishnu whereas auspicious activities stand before him the auspicious and inauspicious exist throughout the entire world and Lord Vishnu is the controller of them both. In regard to this verse, Shla says, Surya Somadmi Varisha Vidatrishu Yatakramam Plakshadi Deepa Samstashu Sthitam Harim Upasate There are many lands, fields, mountains and oceans throughout the creation and everywhere the Supreme Personality of Godhead is worshipped by his different names. Srila Raghavacharya explains this verse of Srimad Bhagavatam as follows. The original cause of the Cosmic Manifestation must be the oldest person and must therefore be beyond material transformations. He is the enjoyer of all activities and is the cause of conditional life and also liberation. The demigod Surya, who is categorized as a very powerful Jiva or living entity, is a representation of one of the parts of his body. We are naturally subordinate to powerful living entities. And therefore, we can worship the various demigods as living beings, who are powerful representatives of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Although the worship of the Sun God is recommended in this mantra, He is worshipped not as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but as His powerful representative. In kata Upanishad 1.3.1 1. it is said, loke Guham Pravishtau Parame Pararde Chaya brahma vidho vadanti pancha ganayo echa O, oh the expansions of lord vishnu as the tiny living entity and the super soul are both situated within the cave of the heart of the heart of this body having entered that cavity the living entity resting on the chief of the life hairs enjoys the results of activities and the super soul acting as witness enables him to enjoy them. Those who are well versed in knowledge of Brahman and those householders who carefully follow the Vedic regulations say that the difference between the two is like the difference between a shadow and the sun. In Svetashvakra Upanishad 6.16 it is said so Vishvakrit Vishwa The Supreme Lord, the creator of this cosmic manifestation, knows every nook and corner of His creation. Although He is the cause of creation, there is no cause for His appearance. He is fully aware of everything he is the super soul the master of all transcendental qualities and he is the master of this cosmic manifestation
0: in regard
1: to bondage to the conditional state of material existence and liberation from that bondage similarly in taittiriya upanishad 2.8 it is said vishasmat Vata pavate vishodeti Yahab it is out of fear of the Supreme Brahman that the wind is blowing Out of fear of him that the sun regularly rises and sets And out of fear of him that fire acts It is only due to fear of him that death and Indra, the king of heaven perform their respective duties as described in this chapter the inhabitants of the five islands beginning with plakshadvipa worship the Sun God the moon God the fire God the air God and Lord Brahma respectively although they engage in the worship of these five demigods however they actually worship Lord Vishnu the super soul of all living entities as indicated in this verse by the words, Pratnasya Vishnu Rupam Vishnu is Brahma, Amrita, Mrityu The Supreme Brahman, the origin of everything, auspicious and inauspicious He is situated in the heart of everyone, including all demigods As stated in Bhagavad Gita 7.20 prapadyante anyadevataha. Those whose minds are distorted by material desires Surrender unto the demigods. People who are almost blind because of lusty desires are recommended to worship the demigods to have their material desires fulfilled. But actually those desires are not fulfilled by the material demigods. Whatever the demigods do is done with the sanction of the Lord Vishnu. People who are too lusty worship various demigods instead of worshipping Lord Vishnu, the super soul of all living entities. But ultimately it is Lord Vishnu they worship because he is the super soul of all demigods. Mm-hmm. O Madhyana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakayam Chakshurun Militam Yenam Tasmai Shri Gurave Namah Nama Vishnu Padaya krishna-prishta-ayabhutale srimate-bhaktivedanta swamini-thinamine
0: namaste-saraswati-deve
1: gauravani-pracharine nirvisesha-sunyavadi paschatyade-shatarine jai-sri-krishna-chaitanya prabhu Nityananda shri shri-advaita-gadadar Shriva Sadikaura Bhakta Vrindha Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Pratnasya Vishnu Rupam Yatma Satya Yartasya Brahmanam Amritasya suryam atmanam imahiti. Translation This is the mantra by which the inhabitants of Plaksha worship the Supreme Lord. Let us take shelter of the Sun God, who is a reflection of Lord Vishnu, the all pervading Supreme Personality of Godhead, the oldest of all persons. Vishnu is the only worshipable Lord. He is the Vedas. He is religion. And He is the origin of all auspicious and inauspicious results. Hare Krishna. Gandavas. And this is a very interesting point that Srila Prabhupada mentioned in the Purport, wherein he says that those who are lusty will run after demigods for getting their desires fulfilled. In sixth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, in one place where Chitraketu is telling, if anyone who worships go after demigods, Seeking their help is actually Nara Pashu, is an animal in human form. Let's understand this particular shloka in a much detailed and analytical way. So I will share my reflections in four parts for this shloka. The very first reflection is about the methodology of raising one's consciousness up. It is extremely important to note that Vedic Vedic science is very much directing and its agenda is to elevate each and in every one of us from animalistic consciousness to a higher consciousness and from higher consciousness to divine consciousness to divine consciousness to transporting to the divine abode for being there eternally every Vedic text is meant for that as we all know we have Vedas, Upavedas, Shruti, Smriti, Purana, Itihasa, etc and even Puranas meant for those who are not in mode of goodness So, how come there is instruction meant for those who are in the mode of ignorance also? Because the purpose of the Vedic literature is to somehow or other elevate one's consciousness to a better consciousness from rather than being animalistic and sense gratificatory and lusty and greedy it has to be somewhat better. That is why Manushya, human form of life, is considered as a rare opportunity Where consciousness is better, could be better Or generally is a very rare choice given to someone Durlamam, Manusham, Janma So the very purpose for which Vedic system enunciates, proposes something Has to be very nicely understood And it has to be also understood that every recommendation that is there in the Vedic literature is not meant for everyone So these two are underlying principles based on which we approach a Vedic text It is like I go to school to study I go to college to study I go to university to study What that means? I go to university, I choose my stream, I choose my uh, specialization in that stream and I study that. When I say I go to university and study doesn't mean that everything that is taught at the university is relevant and relatable for us. So hence these two underlying points. Number one, Vedic text agenda is to elevate our consciousness from degraded. To a better one, to a better one, to a divine one, and for a divine one to eventually transport us to the divine abode, so that we can have eternal one. So, this particular shloka, Prabhupada touches, you know, some interesting, uh, you know, points around these two, refle- these two, you know, perspectives. Number one is about what I just said. And number two is about how this uh, is not meant, everything is not meant for everyone. There are classifications. So with this perspective, we understand
0: that respect
1: is a fundamental aspect of our devotional journey. Being respectful and being grateful, asking forgiveness, and giving and forgiving someone—these two are a basic premises on which dharma, as well as eventually bhakti,
0: is built. If
1: we are not respectful towards other living entities and not able to be grateful, towards other living entities from where we are receiving supplies and support if we are not asking for forgiveness when there are mistakes done and if we are not forgiving to those who are asking you forgiveness we are unfit to even be classified as a, a human because a basic cultured person, a basic cultured civilized person means one who has these two things at least in place so the entire prayers of all the personalities in this Dvipa is directed towards this understanding of respecting great great, showing gratitude that is why in Vaishnava tradition, we always bring this as a first agenda, being respectful, being grateful, asking for forgiveness and forgiving. Every prarthana, if you see all the Vaishnava Acharya prayers, all the Vaishnava Acharya songs, all the worships, all the, everything will be centered around these points. All the other details, all the other, uh, you know, uh, upachara and various other things about uh, worships and methodology and, you know, further informations are subjective to these two things. If these two things are not in place, respect and gratitude and being forgiving as well as asking forgiveness, then we will not be able to move forward. So the prayers that are... Uh, directed towards demi-gods, the prayers that are directed towards sun-god, the prayers that are directed towards uh, anything associated with nature. Shla writes a beautiful point here saying that they are actually Krishna only because they are not different from Krishna, separate from Krishna. So they are, you know, they are Krishna's, they are Krishna's resources. They are Krishna's um, proper rights here in the purport Siva. The demigod Surya, who is categorized as a very powerful Jiva, or living entity is a representation of one of the parts of his body. Whose body? Krishna's body. We are naturally subordinate to powerful living entities, and therefore we can worship the various demigods as living beings who are powerful representatives of supreme personality of Godhead. And the reason why such a, you know, worship is uh, plugged in, you know, uh, enunciated is because we need to build in the sense of respect as well as gratitude because they are all the natural uh, support system that the Lord is offering us. And these powerful living entities are the representatives or the agents who are controlling, providing and you know maintaining those functions so this is my first reflection in fact uh, as a part of this I wanted to say in the uh, Varnashrama system Brahmanas who are supposed to lead the Varnashrama by their knowledge by their you know wisdom they are taught about certain different 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 types of worships and prayers and uh, one of the prayers is about surya namaskar i hail from a south indian uh, smarta brahmin family so when we do upanayana samskara we are taught to perform trikala sandhya vandanam trikala mm-hmm. sandhya means three times of the day we are supposed to offer oblations to several demigods and in the prayer it is very clearly you know mentioned in those prayers Whatever little bit that I understand, we do worship uh, Surya Dev, We do worship various demigods. We do worship several agents. We do. Uh, we also do chant uh, uh, Kama Gayatri when we have open a samskara. But we always attribute them. If we very closely watch or we, you know hear the prayers, we always attribute them, associate them. The the itself will be connected with the supreme personality of Godhead. So the very first point, point, uh, first reflection here is these worships of demigods are okay, in, you know, it's not uh, uh, abominable, it is not uh, uh, disregarded so long as they are in connection with the supreme personality of God and they are meant for showing our respects gratitude and also sometimes we may need to ask for forgiveness, sorry for certain Oblations could not be offered; certain things could not be done. So we also have such a system in the in the worship. So this is my first reflection. The second reflection with respect to this particular shloka is about how Shri Prabhupada mentions that when they are all associated with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and when we have that understanding that it is actually Krishna's resources, it actually belongs to Krishna. we also get to understand the Supreme Lord in a much better perspective because if they are if Krishna's energy, if Krishna's resources, if Krishna's uh, agents are powerful, what to speak of Krishna? So these are all an opportunity, a medium by which we get to glorify the Supreme Lord. Like for example, a person is appreciated, glorified either through his qualities or through his resources that he has possessed or through the activities that he has performed or through the support that he has provided in several ways. So one of the ways by which Krishna is glorified, Krishna is appreciated Krishna is to be understood is by knowing that this all powerful sun god uh, is the Supreme Lord's reflection. If if he could little bit comprehend the power of sun within our limited intelligence, if sun is so powerful, so relatable, then what is speak of the source of sun? Many a times. You know, we have heard uh, in the Vedic literature about Krishna's eyes being compared to lotus. Krishna's, uh, you know, different parts of the body. Uh, sometimes Krishna's eyes are compared to the fish-like. Like Vitala Panduranga's you know, eyes are like fish. You know, fish-like earrings. You know, eyes extended. So several such uh, examples are given. Uh, uh, Makara Kundala. So he has got uh, when describing about Lord Vitthal. So in the abhang, very wonderfully Tukara Maharaj is describing about how his face looks like. Huh? Uh, when we discuss in Damodar Leela we discuss about how the you know uh, the shark-shaped earring. So so many things that we describe. So when we see such descriptions, we need to understand the Vedic literature is trying to help us. Comprehend within our limited intelligence how the Lord is beautiful Suppose for example these references are not given Lotus reference, sun reference, you know, shark shaped uh, earrings reference Or you know, uh, whatever uh, other uh, uh, attributes that are associated with Krishna Those, If those references are not given If somebody just makes a qualitative statement that saying krishna is beautiful we would not be able to comprehend because the reference of ourselves our beauty reference our beauty benchmarking our understanding of uh, you know wonderful is very very limited sometimes it is very primitive so at least to bring us to the level of uh, you know some some relatable reference because if how can you how can you refer and glorify an unlimited personality within a limited framework? because we are limited, Krishna's unlimitedness is boxed into these limited words. Uh, so my second reflection is to say that when we hear about how Lord you know how Surya Deva is actually a reflection of Lord Krishna's uh, effulgence. How they are, uh, you know, Bhagavad Gita it says How Krishna's, uh, you know, sun and moon are uh, not required there in the spiritual abode Because spiritual abode is illuminated by the bodily reflections of the Supreme Lord And when we, dis- when we see all those descriptions And also when we hear the description about the, you know, how great the sun god is And we see sun god so what happens is that we are able to appreciate better. We are able to glorify the Supreme Lord in a much better way, in a much personal way, in a much uh, correlatable way. That is intelligence. So when, uh, in when we study about six systems of Vedic philosophy, six systems of Vedic philosophy, you know whether it is Nyaya, Vaisheshika, Sankhya, uh, Mimamsa. So all the six systems of Vedic philosophy, uh, they are not directly attributing, directly glorifying the personal attributes of the Supreme Lord. They talk about nature, they talk about the nature, how they are trying to facilitate us, our existence, and so many things everybody have spoken. And Vyasadeva is the one who thought about it and tried to expand it and gave a personal spin. And Narada Muni came and gave further more instruction to Vyasadeva and took it to another level. So the second reflection here is about how the reference to uh, sun god and you know all the other things will actually is actually to know how our master, how our supreme Lord is much more glorious, much more powerful, and much more uh, uh, superior than these demigods and third and uh, you know interesting uh, point that I, I was reflecting upon is about those who understand this context of where does the supreme lord reside where does the uh, uh, you know material world reside and how everything is organized goloka Namni nijadamni talechatasya devi mahesh haridamasuteshu teshu so brahma very nicely explains about the whole uh, cosmology in a in a very concise domain. so if anybody knows the hierarchy of how the cosmological setup is there they will definitely be able to understand they will definitely be able to you know, correlate that these all demigods, these all agents, these all personalities are subservient to the Supreme Lord. And the main point is, hence, if we surrender to the Supreme Lord, if you take shelter of the Supreme Lord and understand that he is the Sarvakarana Karani, then actually a separate worship of all these demigods are also not required. Here it is very carefully to be understood. We are not saying disrespect demigods. Neither Shla Prabhupada is saying that these demigods are not some you know cheap people. All we are saying is for sure we establish this part that respect, gratitude, asking for forgiveness, be ready to forgive is the premises on which how do we function. And hence, this whole, these prayers are to respect. Whatever the Lord's resources are and in connection with the Supreme Lord, and we also established in the second reflection how by knowing their connection with the Supreme Lord, our understanding our respect and our um, supreme Lord's potency is much uh, nicely understood now as a third reflection that I want to say is now that you know who the Supreme Lord is and now that we have got access to his activities, pastimes, abode and several other things with the help of Vaishnava Acharyas, Bhagavatam says, Epe Chamsa Kala Krishna Krishna's Bhagavan Swayam. So if you just simply accept Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead and take shelter of Him and doubt all your activities towards Him, then we separately don't need to do any other obligations. So it is a very important point, at the same time very uh, sensitive also because uh, sometimes people think that ISKCON people are are disrespectful towards other things. So it is not about, uh, um, we are disrespectful towards anybody, it is about we understand, we are taught about the uh, reality what is to be done, what is not to be done, what is correct, what is not correct, and accordingly we are supposed to operate on. So, Prabhupada writes Devarishi, Bhudaptha, Nranam, Pitranam, Nakinkaro Rayan, Nakinkaro Nayam, Rani Charajan, Saranam, Sharanyam, Gato, Mukundam, Parihirthya, Kartyam. Deva, Rishi, Buddha, Drana, Pitrana We are not necessarily to separately offer our oblations Because we are indebted to several people We are indebted to Deva, Rishi, Buddha, Pitrus, Kinkara, Rajan so several people we are, you know, we are indebted, but we cannot separately go and make our obl- oblations to all of them separately, especially in the Kali Yuga ecosystem. Hence, kato mukundam parikritya kartam. And that is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's recommendations also. Because in Kali Yuga, everything is contaminated. Samagiri is contaminated, mantra is contaminated in the sense that the person who are teaching, chanting our understanding, our consciousness is contaminated surroundings are contaminated only thing that is pure is the holy name and the Vaishnavas who directs us towards the process to surrender to Krishna so my third reflection hence is by knowing the position of demigods by knowing the position of Supreme Lord's hand over these demigods an intelligent person is is that person who directly takes shelter of the Supreme Lord and doesn't bother not disrespect, not ignore but focuses all his energy towards worshipping the Supreme Lord and that way he will please the Supreme Lord also and all these demigods also. In fact, these demigods happen to be a very sincere servant of the Supreme Lord. They will be pleased and bestow their benediction upon such a servant. Because if my, my master is Krishna, their master is Krishna, it will be natural that all of us are glorifying one single master so, we will naturally be supported by all those demigods. Rather, if you independently try to glorify these demigods, independent of Krishna, independent of uh, their understanding uh, their association with Krishna, then probably we will. we will not get the necessary result. We will be only uh, only harming them, harming or hurting those demigods. So what output we can expect? So that's my third reflection. And my last reflection is about a very interesting aspect about what Shala Prabhupada says. Inauspicious side of the Supreme Lord. What is inauspicious side of the Supreme Lord? How can the Lord be inauspicious? What he refers to is about Mṛtyu. The reason Mṛtyu is considered as inauspicious is naturally, especially human form of life Murtu is a, a very um, uh, important juncture where you are evaluated for your actions, and next life is decided. Unlike all the other births, human births have got a specific responsibility. All the other births, we had opportunity to redeem. We have op- we had opportunity to uh, we don't we didn't have opportunity to redeem. We all the other lives, we have to just go by the sequence, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, there is a continuous sequence after this, next life, after this, next life, there is no concept of karma associated there. But in human form of life, there is karma associated there. Depends upon what decision, what action, what priorities, what we desire, our next life is determined. So, the inauspicious part is also Krishna. And Krishna explains this in Bhagavad Gita. So I am the death personified And Krishna explains That for those who Doesn't believe in me Those who doesn't surrender unto me At the time of you know Their existence Those who challenge me will eventually have to see me as death. So that way prison house is also belonging to the government. The municipality office also belongs to the government and all the resources are also under the control of the government. But which side of the government's resources that we are in tells us if we are criminal, if we are officers or if we are just a general Praja if we are general praja we are the recipient of officers mercy which are sanctioned by the you know government if you are criminal we are at the punishing you know uh, re- recipient of punishment which are again sanctioned by the government so the fourth and final reflection in this current context is how the supreme lord also acts as Mrityu for those non believers those who notorious and non-cooperative members at the time of death they realize but it would be too late for them to go and do a corrective action so hence the prayers right from the beginning they have been very nicely clarified to all of them please understand Krishna is the master, Krishna is the Veda, Krishna is Dharma Krishna is the result of all auspicious and inauspicious so better surrender to krishna otherwise the result will be you will be directed towards auspicious you know, things so this is been taught time and again in this prayer also and every every other prayer also so those who are intelligent they are not only not worship demigods they are not only not remain as a atheist they will directly surrender to the lotus to the supreme lord and try to do anything to please him and elevate their consciousness from Naradama to Narottama. Only those who are less intelligent, who may not be able to comprehend the Narottama consciousness, who may not be able to comprehend the ultimate divine consciousness, they may take some little extra time for which other arrangements are made. And one of them is worshipping demigods, giving charity, doing some oblations in some form or the other. And by doing so, a person can elevate his consciousness step by step by step by step and eventually reach to the ultimate step. So this whole process of Krishna consciousness is very scientific. Some of them are gradual. Some of them are fast forward and more, but everything is directed towards Krishnastu Bhagavan Swayam That is what the ultimate conclusion of Srimad Bhagavatam That is why we are so highly indebted to Śrīla Prabhupāda and all the Vaishnavacharyas because they have saved several iterations in our journey and directly brought us to the core crux of spirituality we always chant and i remember in my childhood days every day when we do this uh, uh, you know uh, uh, prayers as a part of upanayana samskara we used to we used to you know uh, we used to offer so many uh, mantras suryascamamanyascamanyupadeyascha <speaking in> mannyukritebhyah <Hebrew> bhapebhyo rakshanam yatra priya papam akarisham Manasa, Vacha, Hastabhyam So these are all sudden prayers that we do and offer oblations But they were all meant to gradually elevate Gradually increase our consciousness So that we remain regulated We remain organized We remain clean We remain grateful We remain respectful And know that I am not the controller I am also under somebody's control This is very scientifically taught And because Kali Yuga is the age of quarrel and hypocrisy, Kali Yuga is the age where so many nonsenses are already, you know, naturally come our way. All these acharyas, knowing our predicament, they have given a fast forward approach. I very well remember my father, my grandmother, even up till now, even my mother keeps saying why I am not you know, doing all those, uh, you know, oblations that I used to do. Of course, I tried to tell them that by the uh, engagement of being in Krishna consciousness uh, process, we tried to kind of take care of all of those uh, processes also. But they were very uh, concerned if I was rightly situated. Now probably they understand, but then in those days, the concern is proper explanation of Bhagavad Gita in one place you don't do your defined dharma you neither do devotional service properly and you try to uh, uh, evade both your obligations as well as your devotion so then you will be punished because you know Arjuna is asking what will happen if we are not able to fulfill or complete my devotional journey in this life so Krishna is very nicely explaining don't worry my devotee will never perish at the same time if somebody voluntarily you know purposely giving up the spiritual obligations as well as their uh, you know uh, designated duties both conditional as well as constitutional they will be punished. So hence the routine is set in from a very very young age so that is why Everything is scientific in the Vedic system The classification of Varnashama The duties one is supposed to be doing The consciousness associated with that And the you know kind of uh, uh, functions they are supposed to do Everything is very scientific And in this prayer They get to see how the Supreme Lord Is the ultimate controller And how he has got several agents And how he is a, you know like a maharaja uh, the emperor have got several smaller kings reported reporting to him so these all demigods are you know smaller kings uh, who report to the supreme lord so these are all my sets of reflections and to summarize our understanding so we said that the whole perspective underlying under underneath the vedic knowledge is about elevating our consciousness from whichever stage we are in, to this consciousness of being uh, uh, a divine consciousness in divine state and eventually transporting us to the eternal divinity, to the spiritual abode that is the whole purpose of all the Vedic literature but depends upon where we stand, whichever uh, category we are from that point in time to move forward some specific sets of rules and regulations, directives are given so this prayer that we are addressing is a general prayer by the residents of um, Plakshadvipa, so where they are trying to glorify the Supreme Lord through His um, resources and the, you know, arrangements that He is uh, having in this material world for maintaining this world. So we discuss that how respect and gratitude. And asking for forgiveness and forgiving forms the foundational qualities that are needed for us to progress in spirituality. Based on which, we had four reflections. Reflection number one is about how all these demigods by worshipping them, by glorifying them we are offering our respects because in turn they are Krishna's resources so by Worshipping them, glorifying them in connection with Krishna We are actually glorifying Krishna only The second reflection is about By knowing their connection with Krishna Our understanding, our respect And positioning of the Supreme Lord Becomes really superior Otherwise we would have been really impersonal in knowing Krishna Now by having these descriptions they get to know how Krishna is not just an impersonal Brahman He is the supreme personality of Godhead And how so many other gods, demigods, they report to him and hence our understanding and surrender towards the Supreme Lord becomes much more scientific. And the third aspect of our uh, today's reflection was that how by just knowing this fact that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and everybody else is a subordinate, we learn to surrender only to Krishna and that is good enough if we get that understanding and conviction, which is what all the acharyas are helping us. So, we referred this sloka from Bhagavatam, Kato Mukundam Parihirthya Kartyam. just by offering our oblations, surrender to the Supreme Lord, everybody else is taken care. So, at some point in time in our journey, we need to get to that understanding that we need to surrender to Krishna and that is enough. And the last reflection is, if we are not if you are not obedient, if you are not accepting, if you are not trying to understand what is being recommended here, if you are going to be a notorious, non-cooperative Praja, then Krishna says, I will come as death personified and demonstrate how I am the controller. At some point in time, we have to always cooperate with the government, either as a good citizen and get some rewards or as a criminal and get punished. Both are under government, both are government funded, but we cannot claim or you know be proud saying that hey I am I'm a government servant or I'm a government, uh, uh, I'm under government's care saying that I'm in prison. Oh, I'm in prison so I'm under government's care. That is not the statement. It's an insult. It's actually a punishment. It's a place where we are supposed to atone so hence, uh, an intelligent person will not take that route Will definitely take the route of righteousness But Krishna is still saying If you don't take that route, inevitable will definitely come upon And that way, they will get to realize how the, Krish- how the Lord is the controller But it would have been too late by then to realize So hence, intelligence is to take Subhasya Shigram. Whatever that you have to do it, do it now which is when you are uh, when you're sane, when you are intelligent, when all the opportunities are your way. I just want to end it with a small prayer that King Kulashekara is offering to Krishna. Srivallabeti, Varadeeti, Dayapareti, Bhakta Prieti, Bhava Luntana Nakovidi, Na Naha Sayaneti, Jagannivaseti, Aradanam, Pratidinam. This is the first prayer of Mukunda Malastotra. So he says that Aradanam prati My dear Lord, please give me an opportunity that every day I am able to glorify you, worship you, serve you, surrender unto you. Jayati Jayati Devo Devaki Nandanoyam Jayatu Jayatu Krishnu Vrishni Vamsa pratipa. Megha Shamala Komalango. Jayatu Prishni Bhara Nasu Mukunda. So he is saying that all glories to you, my dear Lord. All glories to you. So please allow me. Now my health is okay. Well everything is fine. I am sane. Let me surrender unto you and let me get the opportunity to serve you every day. This is Mukunda Malastutra. This is the prayer of King Kulashekara. And one other alwar is saying in the, you know, uh, in one of their pasurams, one of their songs, says, says, Tupputayarai adai vadallaam, soor vidatthu tunayavar Upilena oppilenagin unayadindhen, yaaneku ni arulseidamayal, yeipu yenai vandhu naliyum Ang ye dumnanun nay ni neka maten apode kipode sulli vaiten arangatara vane palli yane. This is a prayer in Tamil. He says, "Tuppu dayarai adavadallam sorvithattu tunai avarandre." Said, "I would like to surrender to you, worship you, glorify you, because I don't know when I am sick." When I'm in distress, when I'm in complete, uh, you know, chaotic situation, I don't know if I will be able to remember you or not. So as a, you know, kind of a deposit or a kind of a uh, uh, pre-booking, I will book my slot now, my dear Lord, so that at the time of my distress situation, when I'm really going crazy, uh, you will save me. So... I would like to rest my case here by saying that we are all very, very fortunate to have been inducted into this Sankirtan mission. Had we not been inducted into this, I don't know how much long cut our journey towards spiritual abode is going to be. But now it is really clean, clear, and, uh, you know, um, easily approachable. If we lose this chance, I guess uh, we will be classified as... the we will get a Guinness record for being one of the fullest, you know, person in the world who missed the opportunity. Grantra Shremad Bhagavatam ki jai, Prabhu Prabhupada ki jai. If there are any questions, comments, reflections, I'll be happy to respond. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Prabhupada. I'm Guru Maharaj. This is Hare Krishna
0: Prabhupada. Very nice lunch. I mean, a lot of times, like, I, I hear, have, have, like, uh, like very nicely, you said, like, we should surrender to Krishna, he's the Supreme Lord. But many times, like, there are questions, like, then why Krishna has made the Demigods? And uh, I know, like, they have been given some departments to run the universe. But as a human being, and as a devotee also, what is our uh, duty towards the Demigods? Like I know like we should be watching Krishna, but uh, what is it that uh, somebody has been following them? And uh, even if somebody has told them, you pay obeisances, pay respect to the Swami God. So just want to know like what is our duty towards the demigods?
1: My understanding Prabhu, uh, for those who are committed, understood about the uh, ultimate science of Srimad Bhagavatam and i've got theoretical understanding that krishna is to bhagavan swayam i guess our duty towards demigods is just to respect them worship them as krishna's servants that too when only when there is a need there are two types of people who worship demigods as Prabhupada explains one who are lusty greedy who need some material uh, results then they seek after go after demigods do uh, you know several um, um, oblations prayers and stuff like that second is those who respect them for the kind of services that they have done when they come across say for example you know the chief of the country you have access to the chief of the country when you happen to go to him meet him you also offer your respects to all his ministers and subordinates But you don't need to go through these subordinates Fulfill their uh, you know, uh, obligations and have to rise up Because you have a direct access to them So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when he traveled to South India He did visit your demigod temples He did go to places And because he went through those demigod temples he did offer his respects towards them especially Rameshwaram, Chidambaram, then a few places in uh, you know uh, Andhra Pradesh. So when Mahaprabhu went there he did offer obeisances respects towards them. But if you see all the Vaishnavacharyas, they have definitely given their respects and their understanding about demigods but not sought after them. So the, the call is ours, if my faith, surrender to Krishna is clear i may be theoretically clear i may be definitely uh, you know not having any doubt that krishna is supreme personal Godhead. then we, we don't need to seek after go after demigods for our needs at the same time practically speaking sometimes as grahastas we may have family traditions we may have uh, other members in the family who may have not yet developed such a respect towards Krishna or understanding it towards the Supreme Lord, and they may wish to worship demigods. So, in that case, we may not be able to, you know, say no, or we may not be able to disown such a such a thought. So, we still can respect the demigods, as Prabhupada explains in this purport, as servants of Krishna. So, if you want to definitely worship demigod, demigod, that is allowed, so long as you can. You know, uh, you can connect them with Krishna Though you are classified as somebody low in consciousness Or you worship demigods out of respect But you don't need to go after them So that way, you know, as devotees practicing devotees We don't have any specific obligation Our obligation is when you come across them To respect them Then you are supposed to look after them Because of other family members or social needs Then respect them like that Over and beyond, I guess it is not in our uh, uh, to-do list. Uh, So um, that's why I said this is directly proportionate to the the Shraddha that we have. And to answer your point on why does Krishna have to have so many people, I guess I answered this. So many people are there. One, One is for administrative purpose. Second is not everyone is eligible for Bhakti. There are several other people who may need to grow up from different, 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 different cadres in their society, and different consciousness level. So for them, they need some helping hand. For them, they need some support system. For them, they need some sort of a process to elevate their consciousness. That is why they are there. They are all part of the university. Demigod worship is part of the university, part of Dharma university, part of the university where the spiritual knowledge, ultimate spiritual knowledge is taught. But they may not be your syllabus, so you just respect those streams, classify them in that capacity, and when such a professor visits your class, stand up and make sure that you, you know, respect him because you know that professor is more qualified than our, us because he is a professor, we are just a student. So similarly, demigods when they come your way, either through family reasons or you happen to go through them, we respect them and we don't need to, you know, seek after them. As otherwise, we would have done if not we have been Krishna consciousness. Am I making sense, Prabhu? Yes,
0: Prabhu. Thank you so much, Thank you. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Any other questions or comments? A wonderful session, Prabhu. The last prayer of uh, um, the last prayer was wonderful, which says that pray to Krishna whenever you are healthy and uh, make a reservation. That is uh, that is so wonderful. So, Prabhuji, you have covered one verse, right, Prabhu? Or I missed?
1: I just covered I just covered one verse, Padaji.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Prabhu. Um, Devotees have any questions or any comments? Otherwise, uh, we can conclude session here and this is